Welcome to Bloodstone Vengeance Spell, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 9, The Wish. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about genies, maybe. I don't know. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before and after it, even the comics, and maybe even the other TV shows and movies. Listening to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. It's the only way to make sure that your washer muscles don't atrophy. Hello, everybody. We're here again. It's another week at If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. My name is Kelly. I'm here with my wonderful co hosts. Co hosts? <laughs> co host one, Stacia, say hello. Hello. Co host two, Daniel, say hello. Cole. <laughs> Cole high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're just having a coal of a time here watching The Wish. Is this the theme now? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I wish that you would never uh, say uh, Originally aired on December 8th, 1998. This episode was written by Marty Noxon. Buffy Fave, ninth of the Caesar series overall. Uh, last episode was Beauty and the Beasts, directed by David Greenwald, and this is his tenth and final episode of Buffy. Wow. Uh, either directing or directing. Wow, wow. So many accidental portmanteaus today. Either writing or directing credits. He will go on to help co-create Angel and uh, write quite a few episodes, write and direct mm-hmm. uh, of Angel. What happened in this episode? Buffy and her friends went on a picnic, and then it ended. But, meanwhile, Cordelia made a wish to a new friend at school, Anya, who turns out to be a demon who can grant wishes, which is convenient because she made a wish that Buffy never came to town. And we enter the wishverse, an alternate reality, wherein vampires have overrun the town of Sunnydale, more so than they currently in the real world do. And Xander and Willow are amongst their victims. Not only that, but we get some blasts from the past with the master. The one, the mm. only, the master. He is mm. the, the king of Sunnydale. When Buffy's not around, turns out. And uh, Angel gets to be there, but in a cage. And uh, Seems about right. Buffy does show up, even though that she apparently had been MIA hanging out in Cleveland uh, the whole time. But when she, she comes to fight the master, she loses. And in what... I think is one of the greatest scenes in the whole fucking show. Well, that slowed down action fight scene. Her neck gets snapped. Where everyone's uh, slow-mo pushing everyone away. Yeah, love it. Slow-mo push. Love it. Get out of the world. Just yell it. Don't move. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to slowly push anyone. You don't. But it, it's better. Hmm. Giles smashes Anyanka's power center, uh, eliminating <laughs> the, the wish you first. You got it wrong. You got her name wrong. Existing. And uh, we join our friends back on the bench that they were at in school, just hanging out. So, a couple of firsts in this episode. Obviously, the very important one, Anya. First Anya sighting. Oh, my God. Anya, watch. We'll get watch. to Anya watch later. Anya, Anya watch. Know. It has not been decided. Okay. We'll get there later. First mention of bright colors attracting vampires. I should say, first and only funky mention of bright colors attracting vampires. But as everyone knows. As everyone knows. Yeah, there's literally yeah. never an allusion to it. Other than this Do you think it's just scene. the alternate reality where they like don't know I mean, what maybe. it is, so they just yeah, I think conflate. so. I think that's totally what it is. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, that girl that was wearing that bright colors, she died. This must mean that people that wear bright colors yeah. die. 
and they don't so take just into account like all the other people that died right. that aren't wearing bright colors yet. Well, it seems like a thing that you would do, like almost as a superstition to protect yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel like you have a little bit of power. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. So that makes a little more sense. Then. And we needed to give Nancy a line before she died. R.I.P. Mm, good Lord, Nancy. R.I.P. <laughs> this is the first and only sighting of Cordelia's bedroom when she's chopping mm-hmm. up that picture. Which, by the way, lighting a fire mm-hmm. to the picture. That picture looks. I mean, I examined it pretty closely. There seems to be an industrial building in the background, but then also a Ferris wheel. So could this mm-hmm. be the the famous yeah, pier? The, the famous yeah, the famous pier date mm-hmm. that we mentioned a couple episodes. But then Buffy's in the picture, and I feel like Buffy wasn't at the pier date. I feel like this was either a solo Cordy and Xander date, or maybe well, maybe not a double date because that was the bowling thing was going to be their first double date. It oh, sounded yeah. like so. This to me, I thought was a solo. Xander and Cordelia date. The picture looks fake as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffy doesn't look real she in it. She photoshopped in. So I'm thinking that they photoshopped Buffy in after the fact. So like the cutting of it mm. was just like, whoops, didn't we shouldn't have even put Buffy in here. They must have done that. That's like a different show, a different episode where they like put her in a photoshop of their group date. <laughs> and then so she didn't. But then Willow. Yeah, Willow's also there. So I don't really know. I don't know when that photo was taken. Well, Oz is clearly taking the photo. Oh, of Xander, not there. Willow, and Cordelia. And Buffy. No, because oh, no, Buffy's Buffy is photoshopped in there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it might have been during the summer, and Buffy famously was not there during the summer. So, <laughs> But it's always kind of summer in California. It's always That's sunny true. in Sunnydale. There you go. Uh, hence the name, I guess, huh? Well, we'll never know. But it's true. I mean, it's the Southern California. The so. All we do know is I was in Cordelia's bedroom. Well, it's gone now. So. Yeah, it's gone now. This is... The first time Willow ever meant, says her catchphrase, her bad catchphrase of bored now. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously. Her yeah. evil catchphrase. Yes. Because she only says it when she's Vamp Willow and Dark Willow. How many so. times does she lick people? Once. Oh, because she licked a bunch of people. That's not episode. true. Right. Oh, when she comes back is what I'm thinking of in Doppelganger. She licks her own neck. But I don't know. If- she licks her own. Oh, her own. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I thought I licked. <laughs> Some contortionist Yeah. I think that's it for first. Oh, uh, this is the first and continuing um, instance of our new and improved dusting. I don't know if you mm. made notes. I was like, man, that looks fucking incredible. So many dustings, and they looked amazing. They did look great. That was surprising that yeah. they even went for it. This is the most, maybe by far, in any episode I can think of. And I almost wonder if it's because it was our characters, like our friends that were mm-hmm. vampires, that they really wanted to make that impact of like, they're dying, Willow is dying. Like, um, So yeah, the, from this moment forward, they use the actual skeleton, or like the facial, like they deconstruct a person mm-hmm. basically into ash, whereas before it was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone threw sand or emptied out a vacuum bag. Well, in the first episode, famously, that did happen, and like, <laughs> somebody <laughs> just throws <laughs> dust out. <laughs> oh, show. Couple of fun facts. Well, mildly, mildly interesting facts, as yeah, per usual. I can't wait to get to fun facts later. Some other episode. This uh, Cordelia and Anya only appear in four episodes total together. Really? And this, of the four, uh, being this one, Doppelgangland, um, I, oh my gosh, Graduation Day Part 1 in the prom, this is the only one they actually speak to each other. All the other ones, they're just both in the episode, but in different scenes. Wow. Yeah. The scene where Cordelia is walking down Maple Court, Sunnydale Cinema. That was the first sighting of that. I should have said that. Mm. First sighting of Sunnydale Cinema. And you only see a little bit. But the shot of her walking down kind of the deserted streets where everybody's scampering away because of curfew or whatever uh, is the same exact shot in Doppelgangland that Willow 
is uh, walking down the same street when Vampire Willow's like, what is this town? Why are there so many people? People are outside. And I mean, it makes sense because it looks similar, but apparently it's like the same exact name. They really intentionally recreated the shot, which is nice. That's cool. Willow says at the very beginning of the first scene when they're at the little picnic, she says, is anyone else waiting for it to go poof? She says that exact line in Hell's Bells when uh, the demon that tricks Xander into abandoning Anya at the altar uh, when they fight him and kill him. She says the same thing about their body. So that's interesting, I guess. And I wanted to talk about Harmony for a second. Uh, she, because I don't know if we mentioned this before, but I think we have, that she was the youngest person on Buffy by far. She was 16 when they started filming in 1996. And she, if you include the unaired pilot, which she was in, has her character is on the show, including Buffy, or including Angel. So she, her character exists in the Buffyverse longer than any other character because she's in the unaired pilot and she's in the finale of Angel. If you don't count the unaired pilot, she started it in The Harvest, which means Angel is the only character to last longer than her. Wow. Which is pretty fucking intense that Harmony Kendall is the like longest standing character in the televised Buffyverse. She even continues on to the comics too. She's still rolling. So. Yeah, well, if you take in the comics, then everybody it doesn't it doesn't count anymore. But if you're talking about just what was aired on TV, yeah. Um, and Giles says that all of Anya's wishes will be reversed if he smashes her power center. That it's not true. It's clearly just this one because we learn in later episodes that she's part of like the Russian Revolution and other stuff that actually has real world consequences. Uh, and obviously, Olaf is still a troll, so that kind of stuff. Not of all of her shows reversed anyway so they just forgot oh yeah what this show (laughs) how dare they how could you even yeah they must have a grander plan yeah no yeah absolutely not so i love this episode because i think it's really cinematic um in a fun way that we don't do often especially that scene of uh cordelia crossing the empty parking lot saying offensive shit to the alert convertablo auto <laughs> to uh the groundskeeper horrible um and then the shot of maple court her walking down it um it's just i don't know something about it, it's very sweeping and just it's seeing willow and xander be that way uh Sisha and i were discussing how it's like just so much like sex and violence parodies like they we don't do that Often on the show where we haven't really, like, Spike and Drusilla had that love for each other, but they weren't as explicitly sexual as Willow and Xander are. And it kind of gives it this different element. They feel way more dangerous, way more insidious to me than anybody else that's been on the show. Um, except for Angelus. I mean, he, he likes to torture people, so he's pretty bad. Um, but I don't I just, I think it's another great fan service episode where we're taking our characters into a completely different place that they've never been. And literally killing everyone. And, like... I don't know why that brings me so much joy. <laughs> I think it's just because it's not real and that's yeah. the whole gag of it, right? But and Cordelia wishing a whole new universe into existence and then dying, dying. immediately. Yeah. It's just like one of the best things ever. It's like killing your main character mm-hmm. the second they enter the story. It's just fantastic. And I think it's just such a great little thought experiment of like, yeah, what if Buffy never showed up? I think it's not executed quite as it could be because I don't think it's very logical. Um, and so weirdly enough, in a story about fantasy vampires and stuff that doesn't really follow logic. Uh, and the master's grand plan of, I mean, his factory is opening today, guys. It's, it's so rough. And that's why not, do you think it's not logical? Just the, like, it's what that the, the whole thing of it, because I don't think that it would have necessarily, I don't think that Buffy 
removing Buffy alone creates this? Or yeah, yeah. I don't know that. that necessarily would happen. I mean, that might have happened to Sunnydale, but just her, I guess, as a character, the arc that she took, that she would turn into this terrible person, or not terrible, like this stone cold, like emotionless person. Or... But if she doesn't have Giles, maybe she's yeah, got a I crazy person in, in Cleveland. <laughs> this is a get in my pants thing. You guys in Sunnydale talk like I'm the second coming. In Maybe I'm wrong on this because it was not explicitly said, but I feel like because we were talking about her initial watcher from the movie, right, that dies when she burns down the gym or whatever, mm. that he dies, she gets assigned a new watcher, sounds like maybe even Giles, but she never shows up. Like, she just runs away, and then she's kind of leading, like, a faith narrative mm. from there. Like, she doesn't have any support, not even a watcher. Like, Giles calls her watcher, and he's like, yeah, I guess if I talk to her, I'll let her know. Yeah. So okay. that's believe. I mean, I, I find that's. Yeah. I think that makes sense to me. I just think it's like obvious. It's just none of it would happen just because we know who these people are on that level. Like it, everything played out so perfectly for TV, but like I think it could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think. Uh, I was thinking the whole time like there are still running like streetlights. Like why doesn't a helicopter jump holy water onto this town? Like, you know where these people live. Like it just seems so bizarre in it with the outside world involved Mm -hmm. that that just seems comical. And obviously it's just made for TV, but the rest of it though, I mean, if Buffy didn't show up, I guess it's logical that they could have turned into vampires. I think it makes sense. Cause yeah. I, and I think the defining factor is like, why wouldn't it just be like Sunnydale before Buffy came is the master. Cause he would have been released. And I think that would be the difference is why isn't it like Sunnydale before Buffy came when the master wasn't there. Yeah. Right. And she's the one who stopped the master. But if the master came, then maybe it really would be this like vampire apocalypse. And they did mention that explicitly. They were like, the, the master is risen. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is different than what happened in Which is different than yeah. the Sunnydale Buffy comes to initially. So I think that's why it's believable that it yeah. would be so overrun with vampires okay. that you would get to that like but, level of... But I think it's hilarious that like the master is risen and it's like, let's get the plans to the factory out. Like It's a cool idea, the factory, but man... But he uh, is obsessed yeah. with this factory. It's just not... Oh my gosh. And there's like four people there. There's <laughs> like... The world has changed today. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Like, like four people, like, yay. And also, like, and w- they've got, like, 16 people put behind those wooden barriers that Oz, I mean, Seth Green, teensy boy, can just, like, jump on through those wooden planks. <laughs> Nobody even thought to shake it. I mean, they fell apart, like, <laughs> just, just could have pushed it over. And the machine itself was really cool, I gotta say. That was pretty dope. Well, like, I think- just that's like what the drove blood? me the most nuts. I understand that the idea of wanting to automate isn't part of the thing of being a vampire is that like the lust, the thrill of the hunt. Like, aren't you removing that experience, that tactile, visceral experience of violence by putting them on a little conveyor belt? And two, just randomly poking holes in a person is not going to get you the most blood volume output. You would just like calmly insert maybe a couple of IV type situations and let it drain out. But no. <laughs> stab a metal rod through a thigh muscle and be like oh that's the easiest way to get some blood see but it's interesting though with the master because that's a cool narrative idea in and of itself like the master is like oh what do we all want blood let's give everybody blood Mm -hmm. but you're right it it takes out the hunt aspect and somebody like willow Mm -hmm. i mean this is like perfect if this was a different show then like a willow would rise up to take on the master to be like i i want to be strong willow gotta bring back the hunt man yeah he's taken away everything yeah. i made it all bring back the old ways it also yeah. seemed like it's cool. not fulfilling the need that it seemed to spurn it because the yeah. problem seemed to be in sunnydale is that they already ate all the humans 
Yeah. So automating how you get the blood out of the humans is the problem. Make more humans, yeah. Are they trying the to problem ki- is they are need they more humans? Them? Are they killing the humans or like just taking enough to live? Because that was undecided. Mm. I mean, it seems like with jabbing stuff like that, they're gonna kill them by accident. Oh yeah. But oh, like, yeah, they were could, supposed to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. She, okay. But we only saw she, one of them. Because you would drain all their blood. Yeah. I just, but why? Uh, couldn't you dr- just drain that some of the, the blood way. all the time? Turn, turn, yeah. Turn them into like cows blood bags yeah <laughs> but like yeah. isn't that why wouldn't you just do that they're all literally just sitting there what's the problem i, I mean that's what it's factor... have to pay to feed them and take care of them and so that's what they were hurting the people into that van but just to bleed them until they die until they die Which but is, like one yeah. time that yeah. vampires are stupid right they're really fucking dumb yeah not great see the master's super old so he like doesn't get it. Uh, maybe I understand, but like Willow and Xander at least have a high school education, <laughs> so like they should at least be like, hey, hey, we but were humans before. And, that's like, a thing, right? Know. In the True Blood universe, don't they have like blood bags that the vampires buy and eat instead of killing people? Yeah, it's all synthetic though. It's not synthetic. Well, that's what True Blood oh, is, right? Yeah. Right. So they created the drink that will satisfy the the urge and feed you. Oh, okay, but it's not real blood. Yeah. That way, the vampires can be like humans. Or They're something. just like us. Yeah, well, they have vampire okay. organizations all right, all right, and right. government. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Well, I certainly got sidetracked. I take back my illogical argument. I guess I just wanted to see more. I want to see more. I mean, Nancy, shit, she could have been the hero. She could have been the savior of the town <laughs> in a different. Killed just... off screen after one line of dialogue. <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> Where's Nancy? We were bum rushed. And his name is Larry, right? It's so great to see Larry back. <laughs> just like that stupid bimbo. Like, Larry. <laughs> yeah. What I really like though, is that they didn't indulge on the looks and stuff. Like Oz never had like a, a longing look toward Willow. Right. Um, and Xander obviously knew Cordelia, but referred to as her as a crush mm-hmm. which he probably has a crush on literally every person alive but like that was really cool i mm-hmm. a better a worse show would have really like mm-hmm. fucking had odds like oh you're that one but i have to kill basically doing what they already did with buffy and angel mm-hmm. yes. they would just redo it with mm-hmm. literally everyone well, that's so. the beauty of that final scene mm-hmm. is the callousness with which buffy <laughs> sees Angel just, oh that was so amazing way, doesn't care not a Bobby. second thought yeah. and, and goes through his dust yep. who gives a shit goodbye yes. <laughs> that was perfect. wonderful that was and so then fun. Oz plopping Willow and onto the bar Willow. was really great was so great yep. yeah shooting Xander was fantastic well, tears of a clown baby or is it grins of a sad person yeah it was fucking great yeah. Yeah, that end was uh, yeah. absolutely amazing. Buffy stakes Xander and then literally skips away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Off to kill Angel now. <laughs> like, whatever. The whole interaction with Angel was classic, too. Like, that just so when fun. she, like, leaned over in the, you know, he yeah. leaned at the cross. Mm-hmm. And she's like, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> So great. Yeah, I, I hated the cross stuff, I gotta say. Like, just jumping out of the van with the crosses was really stupid. And the crosses are yeah. so misused and they don't use it enough and it's also like overtly christian and it's just very mm-hmm. strange but like why didn't uh he had the cross in his hand when when willow and xander locked giles into the cabinet but it wasn't until he like furnished it and like threw it in their faces that they like winced and went away but like he had it in his fucking hand yeah and he had it in his hand when they hit him with the door mm-hmm. and it was just but they just ran over it, it, is the power only when they're holding it and they're like 
holding it? I have like, no idea. Yeah, that's mean, what I don't like. I mean, the power seems to be it burns them if they touch it. So when you shove it in their face, they recoil because they don't want their face burned. Right. But I if guess, it's in but, your pocket, then you're not... You, they don't even necessarily know it's there. Yeah, that's... Like they, I don't think that. they would, like, supernaturally sense that there was a cross. But if you got four people there, just be like, well, when we go out tonight, as the four of us, we see a cross, you kick it. You're the kicker. <laughs> you kick that shit out of them and we'll just, kill the rest. I feel like it's like, the equivalent of a knife. Like if someone yeah. has a knife in their pocket, you're not you scared because you don't know it's there. But if they brandish it in your face, you're going to like recoil because you're like, okay, well, I don't want you to cut my face. That's fair. And I guess, right, if they touch the cross, they burn. They burn. Yeah. So dumb. You see that scene that with the master most. where he like reaches yeah. up and holds it and he was like, Well, that, that's Spike, right? Power doesn't, of me. Spike like, Spike, like lays his whole it. body on yeah. Fucking amazing. No, one but the, the master does when he's in that church. Mm-hmm. He's like saying some speech oh, in the like, first season. It. Okay. Like, you yeah, have to. Hand over yeah, it, and it's like burning. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they do wonderful stuff with it. And that's great. And the Spike thing is fucking amazing. But. It's still dumb. Or like, that, like the, that scene where Buffy and Angel kiss and then Angel pulls away and he's got the, mm, oh, yeah. the cross burned oh, into his God. chest. <laughs> See, but those are nice touches. Like if you're going to have it be real, yeah. then like... They at least are. Well, I I pointed them. out when we were watching the episode, like you never see them do this. Like, why isn't everyone that knows there's vampires carrying a cross around all the time? That's I would right. have one in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, while uh, Buffy's away in Folkland, when they're being, you know, their own little Scooby fighting squad, Xander has a giant one around his neck. So yeah, yeah. like like covers its whole but why, torso. Why, but why does he all stop? The time? It's not know. used yeah. if Buffy's like in the picture. Yeah, it's as if they don't need him at all because Buffy can just dispatch whomever. But it seems like it would be useful because if they are as incredibly powered or fearsome as they seem to be in the Wish well, then why don't are we they use them all the time? So metal, obviously they're not into metal. Wooden crosses are certainly a thing. But is it the type of wood? Is it the way that it was made? Who made it? Could you just wear a cross shirt? A shirt that is the cross. I don't cross. think so. Why? I yeah, right? Is it the image? What is it? I well, mean, because if I made the cross, right? What if I don't believe in God? What if I don't? I don't what if I'm happens. a vampire and I make a cross and I'm like, oh, shit, whoops, I was trying to build a house and I fucking put these two corners <laughs> together. <laughs> I just burned myself alive. Right? I mean, it feels like it feels like basic geometry is out yeah. for vampires. And that's not fair. Like, what God that's would make fair. a world like that? I mean, if this was true blood world, they would ask that question. What God would create a world like that? Your logic does not resemble our Earth logic. I'm just going to get this out of the way because Anya grants wishes like a genie. And like a genie, very tricky, tricky genie because you wish for something and then it doesn't turn out the way you expect. Can I just say men? (laughs) Seconded. Apart from being without class, the guy's obviously blind. Deserves whatever he gets. I'm not even thinking about him. I am past it. I am living my life. Still, I mean, don't you kind of wish? I don't wish. I act. Starting now, Xander Harris is going to get a belly full of just how over him I am. I did a tiny, the most cursory, you could barely almost call it research, but I was curious <laughs> where the whole thing came from. And I guess it's back from like all the way to ancient Mesopotamia, the idea of uh, jinn or genie in the singular. Jinn is actually the plural of genie. Did you know that? I, I do now. I did not. It's an Arabic word. Uh, they, 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 there's for kind of wish granter for magic. For, no, yeah, so they're like man. spirits. That's not what it means in Kazam. If anyone would like to know. Oh, Kazam, oh, I would love what does to it know. mean? A genie is someone. <laughs> this is better than whatever <laughs> I was about to say. I, <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same concept in Aladdin, but they don't do the same thing. But you know, he's 
Shaq is like, you know, if you grant me my freedom, I will be a jinn. Like, a jinn is the one that has the power of a genie, but isn't beholden to anyone else's desires. If you want to be number one, I'm sorry, boy, that's been done. But if you got the itches for a sack of riches, don't matter how avaricious, I'm the man that could grant your wishes. Hey, don't turn your butt on me. I'm the man of the ages. Straight out the pages. Hang on, I'm contagious, outrageous, spontaneous. You can't contain this. I am Kazam. Well, I'm really happy for you. Where do you think you're going? Well, so that actually kind of tracks. So um, the idea of Jin are throughout Middle Eastern and African cultures, like the different stories, and they actually show up in the Quran too. Um, they're not necessarily evil spirits, but they are these, like, they have magical abilities sometimes, and they can take the shape of anything, inanimate objects or um, even possessed people. There's uh, the Mende people in Africa believe that people can be possessed by jinn, and they have to use magic to fight them and exercise them, basically. And it is kind of like the idea of demons possessing people in Catholicism, the same thing where you have to have it expelled. You would have to have a jinn expelled, too. Um, they're mostly the spirits of fire in uh, modern-day Islamic belief, but they, people still, even today, believe that jinn are real, actual, tangible things that can cause people to have convulsions or, or bouts of mania or hysteria. And um, there was an incident at a elementary school in Saudi Arabia in 2013 where people were having convulsions and, and getting sick and they thought that the school was haunted by jinn, so none of the students showed up for two weeks. Um, so it's, it's very, like, still a real thing. But the idea of them granting wishes or being like this... Uh, powerful thing is not necessarily true uh the story of aladdin with the king solomon banishing a jinn to a lamp the idea is that wizards could manipulate them um and trap them inside things to keep them from doing mischief but yeah that's so it's not really that that story of like a genie who grants wishes is not a, a real thing necessarily we made it like a trickster he's like a yeah, yeah kind of like a which sounds well, like they, they or would humans be. will trick themselves into right that's more of it your folly will I'll grant you the wish, but you don't know what you're doing. And it's kind of like the fae in uh, Irish folklore, right? Or is it... Yeah. There's the same kind of thing, this trickster little thing that wants to make you sin, basically. Make you do dumb stuff at your own peril. So, Yeah, you see trickster characters in a lot of different mythologies. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing that's interesting about Anya, though, is it doesn't sound like she knew it was going to happen. Like, she wasn't the one that was alter. She was like, you said this, but I'm going to do this. She was just like done and like essentially performed whatever the truest meaning of I wish Buffy had never come to Sunnydale is because she says to Giles, like, who could have known what amazing wish this would have been? Yeah. Yeah. How much fun this would have been. Yeah. (laughs) I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. That's a great sure. point. And it's also, that must be unique too. Like the genie then being resummoned and her like knowing and then having the orb stolen and just crushed in front of her. And it's that easy. It's that easy to just turn back. Right. Turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part was weird. I mean, it's it works for Buffy, but like, is does that happen? Like in the end with these genies, don't they grant the wish and then it, I mean, and in Aladdin, right? It was like, I wish for your freedom, right? That's how it all ended right, up. So forget. And so that was nice because anymore, right? we're buds and we're cool and everything's great. So I'm going to use this. Instead of being selfish with it, I'm going to be selfless because mm-hmm. I've learned my lessons. But could the genie just not 
do it, do it? Or can they be brought back and held accountable for their actions? Does that happen? I don't know because that's not real. What? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying that that school in Saudi Arabia, it was just... Yes, I'm aware that there's a great deal of demonic activity in Cleveland. It, well, it happens, you know, that, that Sunnydale is on a hellmouth. I didn't do very much more research. No, that's fair. It's that's just fair. like, it's it's just kind of folklore. It's, it's mythology yeah. that it has ambiguous uh, roots and definitive answers. There's just like vague references in the Quran to certain things. And... Is, is, does Anya still have the power to do that stuff no. after this? No, she just turns into a mortal woman. Okay, mm-hmm. I just was curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's really mad about it. She goes to the Hoffer and is pissed. like, please give me back my powers. And he was like, no, you should have taken care of your shit better. Bye. <laughs> I love that side of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stacia actually clocked that. She says, yeah. my dad gave it to me about yeah. the necklace. And I was like, that's Cordelia's a cool like, I love your hat. necklace. Is it Prada or something? And she's like, no, this is an actual old thing. Yeah. My dad gave it to me for good luck. And I was like, to Hoffer. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I can't wait to see that He's such guy. a great minor character. He's yeah. fun. I love when he's courting Willow and Willow's like, yep. maybe. <laughs> well, if you change your mind, give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can't okay. wait to see him. Yeah. That's great. So fun. Well, it's fun. I didn't realize that that was the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. Good times. So th- I thought it was interesting that this, um, for me at least, this is only 20 minutes that we spend in the wish verse. Uh, Graham, it we'll felt get a, like a long time. We'll get mm-hmm. a tiny bit more time in Doppelganger, but not really. You kind of just see the scene that already existed in the wish, Willow being taken from it. Uh, we don't get any new footage of the wish verse. But for just 20 minutes of a show that has 144 episodes, to be so impactful, I think, is, I mean, you could say that about other episodes in total, but it's really interesting that uh, 14 minutes into the show, when we see them on the bench, we go right back to that, and there's only 20 minutes of the wish verse. And I don't know, I just think that this episode is um, another example of why season three is so great in that we've, you could completely turn the characters we've created on their mm-hmm. heads, and we just keep doing that because we can, and it, um, because we know our characters so well, so it makes us that much more satisfying. Well, and killing, like killing Cordelia, I did not think she was dead was <laughs> oh, yeah. a really great touch <laughs> mm-hmm. and i thought the fighting the monster yeah. at the beginning was a very much an echo of like the zeppo to come like mm-hmm. clearly we're just fighting this is a squid monster man like yep. this is unique this is some babylon 5 type stuff like <laughs> right. this is an alien no they're just gonna Doesn't fucking matter. kill it and have a picnic mm-hmm. and I, that's the zeppo like in a nutshell it's i love that aesthetic and that vibe and it's so cool that it's already showing up now like they definitely made a concentrated effort to be like, we're gonna. Some episodes are gonna be very campy, and some are going to be high concept. And this is a great high concept mm-hmm. episode, just like Pan Candy. Um, yeah, this is a this is great. And not being beholden to that monster that we think. This is the real world now. This is the world we made. Isn't it wonderful? Okay, so maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention to this when. Cordelia burns the photo. Is she summoning Anya or is she just mad and burning the photo of like... Never thought of that. For like necessary... I don't know. Drama. So yeah, I did think about that and they definitely did not intentionally do that. Like she's not saying any words. She's not looking at a book. She's not like... She's not... Oh, I heard about this demon that I want to bring forth. But for some reason, her doing that... Well, And they even say a throwaway line later in the show. It's like uh, the the pain and anguish of women... Like yeah. scorned, it calls like, her. Calls her. I think Janelle yeah. says it maybe in this episode. So th- I think that's all he it does. was. Is like yeah. she was feeling deep upsetness. Yeah, and Anya was brought. Forward. Well, I just I wanted to know one because it would be pretty messed up to summon Anya to destroy everyone's lives. But then two, it didn't yeah. seem like she was waiting for Anya to appear. But then Giles summons her, and Anya's immediately there, mm-hmm. like in Good demon point. face. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't right. summon me. Um, 
So it was interesting because I think that Cordelia, like she makes this wish without recognizing that it would have any consequences. Whereas we see other people turn to magic knowing that it's going to have Mm. consequences and taking that step anyways. Whereas this is something like thrust upon Cordelia and she's like, yeah, maybe this is great. Oh, this isn't great. Well, that's why (laughs) she gets an overall pass. I mean, because she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. And and even at the end, it's so brilliant when it's just like done. And then she's like, yeah, I wish I did this. Done. And she just walks away and keeps (laughs) talking. Fantastic. Well, she never feels a touch of a woman, which is really fun because Anya is obviously. (laughs) Gonna be with Xander. And then even when Cordelia had the line, like, um, I was only, I was only interested in him, in him when he was Hanging made with cooler Buffy, with, yeah. because of Buffy. Yeah. And then Anya's just like, oh, is that, re- is that true or whatever? Like a, that was a, another weird comment by Anya basically acknowledging, oh, so he's kind of a loser if he's she not around Anya, Buffy. Yes. No, she straight up says, Xander, uh, he's an utter loser. He's an <laughs> utter loser. <laughs> that part to me felt like that was almost her, like trying to egg her, egging yeah, her yeah. on. But then when it was like a, a lesser, you know, just extreme uh, it was funny that she was just like, oh, so he really is a loser? <laughs> That's kind of how I read it. And then she gets with him anyway. It's yeah. just so bizarre yeah. how that all happens. But Anya's obviously a very special person. So I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. Done. That would be cool. No, wait. I wish Buffy Summers had never been born. Done. And I wish that Xander Harris never again knows the touch of a woman. And... That Willow wakes up tomorrow covered in monkey Done. hair. In fact, I wish all men, except maybe the dumb and the really agreeable kind, disappear off the face so of the face. So I have a couple questions about the wish first that I wanted to, to, to get into. Um, I where, we decided it was Wish World. Yeah, it's definitely Wish World. I mean, <laughs> you can call it whatever you want, but that's the accepted <laughs> vernacular. Wish World sounds better. Wish yeah, first. screw the vernacular. The portmanteau of wish and universe. But this is like... Or the alliteration of wish and world. Yeah, it's really nice. (laughs) Also in allusion to Waterworld, your favorite movie. Did you know Joss Whedon had a hand in that? That seems... So clearly it should be Wish World. Yeah, it should be Wish World. There you go. I had no idea. I read that today because I went into this fucking... Because you were thinking of Waterworld. No, because I went into a K-hole about Merrick, which we're going to talk about. Um, So... Who's Merrick? Buffy's first watcher. Oh, right. So where are a couple of people? Where is Jesse? Where is Darla? Where is Jesse would be dead. He's on six feet under. I think (laughs) Jesse would be dead or a vampire. But he got turned. So he'd be dead or a vampire. So where is he though? Dead or a vampire. So you you can't have it both ways there because like this is a logical conclusion, one snapshot in time and another. Well, there's a thread where Jesse is alive or not, who knows? Call it what you will. But he can get killed later. He can get killed mm-hmm. anywhere in this interim. That's true. That's so, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm with you. He could have even left Sunnydale. I mean, more it, as like a thought experiment. As a thought experiment. It's a yeah. fun, yeah, yeah like I think a throwaway line for Jesse. Or, or they could mention my best friend Jesse. That would have been hilarious, you know, yeah, because right. oh, yeah. they did that in the first episode. Yeah. yeah. He's my best friend. <laughs> just over and over and over again. Like yeah. the room, just. Johnny's my best friend. Johnny's my best friend. He's your best friend. I'm so happy I have you as my best friend. His best friend. Oh, come on, Johnny's my best friend. No, Mark's his best friend. <laughs> so where's where's Darla? Because it's a good one. They good they killed Darla, but if Angel's been captured, I guess we don't know when he got captured. So I think maybe he could have been helping to save somebody and killed but it Darla does in the crossfire. Who kills Darla? It's Angel. I, I can't even remember. It's Angel I think or it Buffy. Is Angel. Well, Angel and Buffy, they were in the room together, didn't Angel? They were at the bronze. Yeah, yeah I think Angel 
I think Angel did do it. I just remember her holding two guns and it being really bad. Oh, yeah, the the guns were for sure (laughs) happening. Yeah. There was a time when we shared everything, wasn't there, Angelus? You had a chance to come home, to rule with me in the master's court for a thousand years, but you threw that away because of her. You love someone who hates us. You're sick, and you'll always be sick. And you'll always remember what it was like to watch her die. Okay, but, but so we can assume, because it seems like Angel, he stopped waiting for Buffy at some point mm-hmm. and started to push back on his own. Is that what we're... Yeah, I think, I mean, at some point, the master gets free. So that's the other thing. The harvest... Oh, the rising of the master. Right. Too. So there's a process... The, the prophecy that said that Buffy had to die for the master to rise, right? right? Well, Buffy's not there to die. How did he rise? But in the harvest, that's the whole point of the whole point of the the harvest was for the master to rise, but it got thwarted because Buffy stopped him. Buffy stopped Luke and, Mm -hmm. and we weren't able to do it anymore. So in this world, it could logically track that he had risen during the harvest as opposed to having to complete the prophecy of Buffy dying to bring him forth. Um, So that's fine. The master can be there and that's fine. Uh, why would Luke be dead though? Because that was the master's like right hand dude, and Darla being his right hand person also is like the people are supposing that we really want to emphasize that Xander and Willow are the the main ones that are the ones now, and for right. that to happen, they seem to be. Yeah, they then Luke and Darla would have to be out of the picture. <coughs> I mean, that makes I mean, sense. would you put it past them that maybe they would even go so far as to kill Luke and Darla? Yeah, yeah. why not? To, yeah, the to master be, could the, consolidate yeah. power by taking care, and they those two obviously seem very loyal to the master yeah. in this world. The deed is done. You killed the girl who sought the slayer? It's too easy. I felt cheap. True. Shut it down. So that's so, where, so when did the anointed become a thing? The anointed one? Where's oh that God. kid? That was to help for that some was for bullshit. the harvest, right? I was yeah. later on later. in the season. Later? Yeah. Right? I don't like, know. It was, six, it was still seven. to help him get out of the bubble. The weird, remember he'd raise his hand and go... <laughs> I mean, yes, we all remember that. <laughs> no, no, that's right. So the anointed, though. So in theory, that kid is just not in the sun, but he's chilling somewhere, somewhere real. Somewhere with Having pork and beans. Having a real... Uh, oh, with pork and beans, you Why think? Not? Pork and beans no. is probably not dead. Pork and beans is probably around. <laughs> no, this kid is probably just having a normal kid life. Finished his bus ride wherever the fuck they were going, mm-hmm. away from Sunnydale. Maybe, yeah. So he's like having a good life. Maybe he's out here in Oregon, just. And where Spike story. and Drusilla too? Do you think maybe they didn't come to Sunnydale, or that's a good question? Possible? Or they did come and then shit went down and they left again. You know, mm-hmm. the master, or maybe they noticed the master was around and were like, I'm, "We're not touching that." They place did seem like they weren't very close with the master, so. but Darla yeah. really was. Like, so mm-hmm. it's uh, well, they definitely couldn't get her. I mean, she was on Dexter, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Uh, but I don't know. It's, I think it makes sense that maybe Spike and Drusilla just didn't come to Sunnydale, or okay, well, that brings me to didn't the, stay. Yeah, the I mean they leave anyways. They're not there that right now. Sense. Yeah. So okay, even if they followed the same trajectory, they came, they hung out a little bit, and then they left and went to like Venezuela or wherever. But or, let's or, be or real: if James Marshers and them were available, they'd be on this episode. You would think, 100%. right? But like, it would be fun. I don't know what else they would have been. I doing. think. I think part of the thing is too. You add all these extra characters, and what are you doing except taking up time right. where we don't get to spend with our friends? Yeah, we only have 20 it would, minutes. That's it point. would be fun to see Spike and Drusilla. It would be fun to bring Darla back and to see these people, but also they're the same. Nothing's changed. The interesting thing is the characters that are different now. Yeah. The interesting True. thing is Xander as a vampire, Willow as a vampire, Angel as the puppy, mm-hmm. like seeing these differences. And then, it's all a 
Reenact, like re-emphasizing, yes, Darla is evil and was with the master. Like that isn't really. Yeah, we don't need yeah. that shit. That's fair. Yeah. And TV shows today would linger a whole season on this type mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, like a Battlestar Galactica will take you to another world, literally just, for a whole season, and we're just there for the season. Yep. So I, they would do this in a different Buffy world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole point was just Cordelia. Why me? Why do I get impaled? Why do I get bitten by snakes? Why do I fall for incredible losers? And you know. I think I've finally figured it out. What my problem is? It's Buffy Summers. That's when all my trouble started. I think it is Doing nice that it's just the master. Like, that's enough yeah, to be yeah, like, yeah. This, yeah. look how crazy this would be. It was very fun and to Xander see him yeah. drinking espresso. Well, it's such an I mean, easy way really made sense. to underline <laughs> the difference Buffy has made in Sunnydale. Yes, that's because really it. her killing the master was obviously like such a huge turning point and then we just move on and we kind of completely forget about it but he yeah. is kind of like the original big bad um, it does kind of bring more gravity to that ret- retroactively they're like mm-hmm. look at what have fucking happened if the yeah. master hadn't been stabbed yeah yeah well so that brings me to the biggest what the fuck with buffy right um so i love it it's, it's amazing I love her scar. <laughs> I, I'm sensing you don't. No, no, it's fine. I just have some questions. So can, canonically, is that how you would say it? Yeah. There are three Hellmouths in the world. Non-canon, there are four. Um, the one in Sunnydale, obviously. Cleveland, now that's yeah. fucking totally retcon because Giles does not say, no one says for a second that there's actually a Hellmouth in Cleveland. That's just been, we absorbed that, we decided <laughs> yeah. it was true. And I think they do end up mentioning it later in like season eight or something, but they never bring it up again in, in show. Okay. Um, and Poor there's Cleveland. there's one in South America. Um, so I don't understand why Buffy would need to be there. Okay, but she's in Cleveland. Let's do that. So what Well, didn't happened? they just say there were like a lot of demonic activity? Yeah, exactly. That, that they was didn't, a throwaway line. Didn't name it. Hellmouth. They just a lot of demonic activity. I mean, uh, I think that's fine. So what happened yeah. with Buffy? We know that Hank and Joyce were hitting hard times while they were in LA. Oh, God, so Joyce. how how far back do we want to go? She so, took that highway to Chicago. Maybe. And then right? just veered in Cleveland. Or maybe Joyce in this world is like Chicago, baby, Ooh, Chicago. Maybe she's dead. So like that's why I want to. If only. I want to kind of pause, pause it to you why guys. Would what she do you be think? Dead? Why wouldn't she be dead? I mean, like, I <laughs> I mean because she... <laughs> there's nothing to tell us she would be dead. Well, well she just why, died suddenly during the body. So. Go into Sunnydale. Do you think it's as arbitrary as like she decided Cleveland instead of Sunnydale? No, I, th- I, split I from think LA? that no, I think Joyce is still in LA, and I think her dad is still in LA, and maybe they're even still together. Oh, yeah, you think she's a runaway, right? I think yeah. Buffy left. Sad after. pants out. Yeah. She just left. Yeah, because at that point, she's supposed to go to Sunnydale, and she's like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm mm. doing my own thing. And then she leaves. And that's then, the most logical conclusion. Because well, that's that's the defining moment is what I wish Buffy had never come to Sunnydale. So I think up until that moment, everything would have been the same. And then that's when she makes a different choice, and she chooses not to come. She wouldn't look like that either if Joyce was still her mom. Yeah, like for what it's that. worth, like Buffy puts on a show for for Joyce and Joyce is not buying Buffy cargo pants. Yeah, those yeah. cargo cargo pants are ridiculous. That <laughs> mouth scar that they would have definitely saw a clinic and and Cleveland well, for even that. just like her long hair, like <laughs> oh, the yeah, fact the that she hasn't yeah. taken time to cut it or style yeah. it, and then to put it in a braid is just like super utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, do because it's easy because she's living in the woods. Yeah. yeah, live it on her own. I mean, and we see we see Buffy as a survivor alone when she goes to L.A. And like, you sure. know, when Joyce kicks her out, like, I think we would see that, except she's not sad waitress Buffy, right? She's like G.I. Joe Buffy yeah. in this yeah, instance where she's very Spartan. She has like a suitcase and she just travels around and kills things. Yeah. And that's just what she does. And she just lives in crappy motels. It's like Faith and, you know, 
that's what she's like where's the demons point me at them like let's get this done this is my only purpose let's do this i'm yeah. wasting time just standing here talking to you we're young and free in america how dare we be spun by love or the lack of same so she doesn't seem to have a lot of knowledge then. Is that the whole well, point? Well, she does have a watcher but because Giles a... calls her oh, watcher. That's, right. that's how he gets the information. And that is strange. To, that's to a weird. California. So, okay. So they assign Giles, Rupert Giles, as the watcher of Buffy. Buffy's supposed to come down instead of Giles going to Cleveland or shadowing wherever the fuck Buffy is. Why does it matter that he stay? I know there's a Hellmouth. Oh, yeah. I don't is know. that literally the only reason? And to get Larry and Oz and Nancy, let's not forget Nancy, <laughs> as part of the team to fight? It just seems, that seems insane to me. It, that how do you even sell these three fucking randos <laughs> on this idea when Buffy was the, I mean, she was a linchpin. She was the only way that, uh, that Xander and, and Willow would be sold on the idea. Buffy. The Slayer? No. Buffy, the dog-faced girl. Duh, who do you think I'm talking about? I think it makes sense. The Giles would just stay. Yeah, stay. Because the implication seemed to be, Angel's like, I came to Sunnydale, I waited for you. Like, it sounds like it was a while till anyone realized Buffy's never coming. Yeah. And at that point, maybe the master's already risen, so what do you do? Is Giles just going to leave? Well, does does Giles ever and Angel ever meet up, do you think? Do you do they have a reason to ever they don't, interact well, with Well, Giles another? and Angel don't seem to be together, but if they both came to Sunnydale waiting for Buffy, then Giles was probably there waiting as well for months or See, however long. And while this is happening, the Master is rising, all these people are dying. Of course, Giles is going to try to do something. And I yeah, think you end up with that band of people because he's out fighting vampires and well, then he and the saves them. The world's come and then, to shit. Right? So, yeah. so he saves one of them and they join his team and like you realize like there's safety if I'm doing this because I have protection here. But I also feel like Giles would want to go and have the slayer like having the slayer is undeniably the right thing to have in this soup so he doesn't have a boner face like angel does angel <laughs> is going God. to sit with a boner face until fucking <laughs> buffy shows up because he can't really go anywhere he doesn't have a car like fucking spike that can just drive but it We're might not just be that finally but, giles is like yeah. buffy like where is buffy and the council is like you want, don't worry about her just stay where you are 100%. we don't care yeah. 100%. we're done we don't like you giles no you're 100 like, oh, right go make some tea <laughs> just think about our own lives like these people that end up making huge important things that happen you don't in the moment know who they are so like you hear buffy summers we know buffy is buffy but mm-hmm. like if he heard Buffy and then Buffy didn't show up, he'd be like, fuck Buffy. I'm not going. Yeah, I totally understand why he doesn't go. I just find it crazy that in a world of counselor, counsel of the council and of him and watchers, and there's only one fucking slayer, someone needs to get that slayer. Well, and like, but she has a watcher, work. right? But not they, really. She's but, living out on the streets in Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland. I think the point is that like she is exactly who she would be if she didn't come to Sunnydale and have her friends. Like, this is who Buffy would be, right? Like, she's gone so far into becoming the Slayer, like, no one calls her Buffy, right? He was like, Buffy, and she was like, how do you know my name? Like, I am the Slayer. Why are you calling me this? You know, like, she's not Buffy the Slayer. She's just the The Slayer. Slayer. Like, that is where she goes when she doesn't have friends, when she doesn't have Giles, she doesn't have Willow and Xander to, you know, support her. She's just, like, a complete weapon man that's a damning indictment on cleveland (laughs) no one to be friends with in cleveland so i was like where did how where did this come like where how far back are we going so it made me think of merrick 
Buffy's first first watcher. So we mostly see him in the movie, but we do see him in the flashback, obviously, in uh, in uh, Becoming Part One. Um, but that's the only time we ever see him in the, the series. Otherwise, oh, he's that old guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he says, was Buffy actually... Summers. I have something to tell you. <laughs> Come was... with me. Oh, he was in the movie. No, he was not. Donald oh. Sutherland was in the movie, playing the same character. Okay. Apparently, Joss Whedon fucking hates Donald Sutherland. I was like, that seems petty. Um, but I guess, like, well, Joss hates the entire way the movie was handled. He didn't direct it. He just wrote yeah. it. And he said that Donald Sutherland would constantly re-write, rewrite his lines and refuse to say them the way that Joss had written them and just, like, mm-hmm. be totally unruly on set. I'm like, I'm yeah. sure there's two sides to that fucking story. But. Well, it sounded like Joss hated the movie completely. Yeah. I read a trivia factoid that said that he wanted to just call it TV show Slayer because he didn't want it to wow, sound associated with the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, rough. Well, so Donald Sutherland at that point is, like, a legend. Yeah, He's exactly. He's probably like... I don't really want to be doing and this. And that's movie. why I feel like <laughs> I was it's petty yeah. because he Joss points that out. It's like everybody's just like, ooh, it's Donald Sutherland. I'm like, oh, come calm down. All right. Calm down, Joss. <laughs> anyway, uh, in Buffy the movie, Merrick, everything's a little bit different. Watchers are like these semi-immortal. They're kind of like Doctor Who doctors where mm. if they die, their spirit of being a watcher transfers to the next watcher. So there's only one watcher in the world as opposed to being like a council of people that are potentially selected. Mm. It's kind of like there's only one Buffy, right? Mm. So, um, And then the other thing is uh, Merrick dies in the movie by being staked by Lothos. Um, in, but apparently in 1999, Dark Horse made a comic book uh, little three series um, run called The Origin that's accepted canonically by Joss Whedon mm. where it was supposed to be a more faithful adaptation of his original movie script. Wow. Um, and in that, Merrick uh, is captured by Lothos and shoots himself so that Buffy, uh, he doesn't give up the location where Buffy's hiding out or something like that. To, to keep Buffy safe, he kills himself so Lothos can't turn him. Wow. Um, which is really fucking dark. And if that's more of the idea that, that Joss was thinking, I think that would be a great catalyst to freak Buffy out and be like, I need to, oh, I need wow, to stay, yeah. protect myself. I need to do something. Uh, I'm going to go with my new watcher and, cle- I'm, and I want to get far away from here. I don't want to be in fucking California and I'm going to just do this hundred percent and turn into like a Kendra type figure where it's like, I'm doing this. This is my job. This is all I am. I'm just a weapon. Everything's fine. Yeah. If I do this, I'll be safe. So I like that, that idea of it. That's good. I yeah. Like that. That sort of squares both of what you two are both saying. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. That's how the show doesn't give us a lot of chances for us to do this kind of extrapolation. Mm-hmm. So it's very fun mm-hmm. just to do it. That's why we spent so long doing this. Hey. Hey. Giles, it's all my fault. I wasn't. Please. I made this stupid wish. Come on, please lie. No. You have to get Buffy. Buffy changes it. It wasn't like this. It was better. I mean, the clothes alone. But people were happy, mostly. And. Wait, why are you here and she's not? I mean, you, you were a watcher. How, how do you know I was a watcher? I've never... I, do you have anything to say before we just yell stuff? Anybody? Okay, yay! Let's yell. Who wants to start? I should pick a starter. Do you want to be the official starter? Okay. <laughs> Um, I loved Cordelia's I'm totally over Xander and everything is better leather outfit. Oh, it's in the okay. beginning. The Does that outfit. count as a maroon jacket? No. Duh. It's well, not we'll get to maroon jacket. Okay. Okay. We'll get to right. the watch later. There's a watch for a reason. But I thought she looked like a savvy 90s businesswoman. So I didn't think that was totally what she was going for, but she looked hot. That was amazing. That's what counted. What's up with you two in the leather? Uh, creepy Xander. Uh, Screepy Xan. <laughs> sorry. No. Sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> leaving 60 or 70 messages, bro. Bro. 
that guy with the fucking text capabilities in the future not great oh no not yeah. great Getting i mean blocked. cordelia is a spirit in the world so she doesn't have to worry about that shit anymore <laughs> but like he's definitely st- well anya Xander got a, too, a cell phone so. she's like i'm non-corporeal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, first text from xander she's like <laughs> connor may be my kid and i'm sleeping with it but yeah that's worse that's worse parachute out, I'm out. Goodbye. Uh, and, and anya's Amazing. dead so she does also get to not have to deal with that shit but somebody alive is dealing with commander xander and his bullshit fucking text message plan which you know again i don't know what's happening in the future world but Don. it's probably expensive. Oh God! Oh God, Don! Don becomes a fucking horse. We're just gonna stop. We're gonna stop right there. Sorry. Why would being strangled make you say knife, nerf, instead of just like choking? Right? Like, why wouldn't you just be like oh, no, instead of like nerf? I'm clearly saying a word that isn't knife. Nerf. Uh, one of the characters was carrying around one of those plastic cups from like 7-Eleven that said "huge glug." It's Jonathan on the stairs. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> huge glug. Poor Jonathan. Like. Uh, he has a kill mopad he's like he's gonna kill you bitch like he's just sitting there minding his own business and then they just drag him into cordelia's bullshit to be a bit of a joke and we'll talk about this Mm -mm. in some future world i was just gonna say in in conjunction with that harmony is the worst and she's vicious we love harmony and it's great that she's around the whole time and she gets a great sort of arc especially in the comics Mm -hmm. is the only time i really even like her but she's so mean i was not expecting i thought she was like genuinely excited about Cordelia. That was oh, that's another alternate universe superstar. Oh, yeah. That oh, was an that's alternate fair. universe. That's fair. But question. So Anya came, in theory, we're saying she was sort of summoned just mm-hmm. by the sheer anger inside of Cordelia. of Cordelia. How does she just ingratiate herself? How does she know? How does she like be like, well, how do I get to Cordelia the best? Instead of just literally walking up to her and just talking to her. She's like, no, I'm going to get with Harmony first. We're going to do this. Because if you watch her face... Because uh, I was so excited to see her. I just watched her in that scene. And she basically just like does these like, what? What? What the fuck's wrong with you looks? The entire time. She's staring at Cordelia the whole time. Well, uh, she does have doesn't a- like the Jonathan stuff when people are making fun. She's like rolling her eyes in the background. I'm like, that's really well done because of what it's going to happen. But what the fuck? Well, How she does have know? that line where uh, she goes up to Cordelia and Cordelia's like, aren't you hanging out with Harmony? Like, why are you here? Make another jab. And she was like, no, I can't get her to leave me alone. Yeah. You but, seem cool. But no one's questioning why we're months into the season of school. Like, you're a new student. Who are you? Like, Well, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Just like uh, Cordelia picked Buffy up on the first person. day. Like, oh, yeah. you look cool. You're wearing fancy yeah. clothes. We, we can be friends. I can say that you And I guess Cordelia has been out of it for so long. Like the whole click has changed. The like, who is this new girl? RIP mm-hmm. unnamed Cordette who gets skewered. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I did want to bring up real quick before I forget. Anya, I love this iteration of Anya. She's smart. She's like, not that she's not smart usually, but um, she's very catty and like really self-assured. Like she's got a lot of confidence and they turn her into a fucking robot a lot of the times around, especially with Xander because it's that whole, um, what is that, that trope uh, where it's like uh, just born yesterday so that men can be the intelligent ones in uh, fiction. They, they really do that to her, which yeah. is bullshit because she's been alive for 1,100 years. Like, um, So I thought that this, I, I don't know if it's, um, I mean, nothing matters. We retcon everything, but I don't know. The only way that I can reconcile this is that this is like an act. This is like a persona she puts on to entrap people into making wishes. Uh, or if like we just change her character for no reason because it makes more sense to have her. It's it's funny that she knows nothing because she's not a human, huh? which it is. 
funny for what it's worth. I think <laughs> I think it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, she would try to make herself into a person that Cordelia would want to confide in. And I think also, well, it's like it's like with Bones, like that TV show that David Warianis mm-hmm. is also in, where like the lead scientist, she is so brainy, and in the first couple of seasons, like it'll relate to pop culture too like she has a favorite smurf but then in later seasons it's like she'd be like what are the smurfs because she's like supposed to be like so brainy and smart she didn't take in any of this pop culture and i feel like you get some of that with anya where it's like sometimes it makes sense that she doesn't understand human customs because she hasn't been a human for so long she's hanging out with demons and otherwise just destroying humans that she wouldn't understand these things but there's other things where it's like clearly you've kept up with fashion you understand prada Right. right yeah so you can't just pull that out of nowhere. Sure. That's something that you notice. Well, that's why when she like makes meta commentary on economics and business, like mm-hmm. things like that, it's very funny and telling and subtle and well done. Yeah. But then it's like those things where you're like, oh, you've just never seen a movie before. Okay. okay. We'll believe that. <laughs> but also it, it's got to be like infuriating to listen to somebody who's been alive for a thousand years like go on and on about seeing beethoven live or whatever like i'm glad they don't indulge that side of like okay but so much of history is boring i mean maybe if you're like causing the russian revolution it would be different but wouldn't she just generally be like hanging out in villages where nothing's happening and like cursing men's cows or something 100 (laughs) percent. but like that they're that's never how they're written they're always like i watched jfk die (laughs) (laughs) yeah always like in the same breath oh those things happened on the same day no i was both places at once it's like spike being on a german submarine for no reason in world war ii yeah When they're all at the Boxer Rebellion. Why? 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 At least they picked a semi-obscure thing. Oh, amazing. That's a good Whose point. turn is it? An accident. That little speech that Oz gives is like the saddest, most true thing I've ever heard when he was like, I told you what I needed and you were still pushing this, so all I can think is you're doing this to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. But maybe if we talk about it, we could... Look, I'm sorry this is hard for you. But I told you what I need. So I can't help feeling like the reason you want to talk is so you can feel better about yourself. That's not my problem. I can't really care about that right now. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, my that God. Was <laughs> so good. I, Oz is like an adult. Yeah. It's an it, adult a, conversation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. Like, that's how relationships are supposed to work. Well, like, you're, I'm telling you what I need and you're not listening. And, and we feel terrible because we know that, that like, Willow doesn't feel that way. But I like that Oz is, like, doing what people should do, which is that she, he's not going to believe her even, even though he wants to. And we know that he should. He's still not doing it. So it hurts even worse because well, it's like... Poor he Willow. Space. He does. He does. But we know that Willow is being true, and Willow really yeah. does feel that way. So it's double but she's worse. Still, but she still did it. And she I did. think she did. You oh, even yeah. see, like that, even though she like deeply hurt Oz, he still cares for her because he's like, I understand that this is hard for you, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I can't make this easier. Yeah. We're young and free in America. How dare we be spun by love? Or lack of the same. <laughs> That's good. It's good stuff. It is good. It was fun after... when they're like, no, we're going to have a good time starting now. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants chocolate? Yeah, that was, uh, was Andrew's guilt of Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was good. It was good stuff. There's... I love that entire. That it's... reminded me a lot of at the end of uh, I Robot You Jane when they're sitting around the fountain and they're just like, we're gonna, yeah. we're doing great. Everyone's like, <laughs> and they're just like really sad, and you can hear the water going, <laughs> yeah. and then it just ends with the water still. Yeah, it's fantastic. That was a great scene. It yeah. was. Oh, who wants chocolate? A oh, lot of great like... exchanges. That was a good dialogue scene. Yeah. Stake through the heart. 
You'd be surprised how many things I can kill. R.I.P. Deputy Mayor Alan Finch! We're setting it up. That's like the second mention, kind of, of like stakes can be used to kill things that aren't vampires. Because uh, That's Gwendolyn... That's obvious, though. Yeah, that one's incredibly <laughs> obvious. Because um, uh, one post says the same thing. When Faith has the stake at the door, mm. she's like, I'm oh, yeah. not a vampire. Doesn't matter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's literally stake through the heart. <laughs> yeah, if you true. don't need your heart to live, like, okay, but otherwise... <laughs> Well, when it's it. Faith saying it, it's more like strictly on dun, the nose. Dun. At least, at least that one's more just like this is a deadly object. Yeah, I can kill you with this. Well, I like object. that it seems like Buffy's strategy has come to I just take everything through the heart yeah. and then deal with the consequences. I think it's wise. Wise. Okay. Um, I I generally hate Xander, but I think he's fun as the vampire. And he was like, "You're a watcher, right? Watch this." Yeah. I mean, that he's pretty scene, great. That was too steamy was, for TV. My God, they were having steamy. a three-way on the TV. <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> the camera just like yeah. lingering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the bronze has a pile of jackets that's just sitting there. That Buffy just wantonly grabs from. Oh, when she chases Cordelia. To go like, outside with Cordelia. I didn't even realize like, that. Like, just everyone just said, we're piling jackets here. I mean, it seems I mean, like the kind of sloppy ass place, though. Back in the day, right? You don't have your phone in your pocket or anything. Like, yeah, it was my jacket. Who cares? But yeah. your jacket is gone. True. I care. <laughs> don't take my jacket. Buffy, you took my jacket. Hey, Poor Jonathan. What are you doing? That's probably his jacket. No, He's like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> That's going on the list. It's the third time someone's taken my jacket this week. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that um, Buffy calls Anya a bad fairy and Cordelia calls her a good fairy. Yeah. Is she a good fairy or a bad fairy? Ooh. Bad fairy. A little bit of both. Little Mostly bit bad fairy. <laughs> Pretty much all bad fairy. I guess fairy. Anyanka is all bad fairy. Yeah. And Anya is not a fairy, so just bad fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh-huh. I liked that... The master said, because this will be a continuing theme later, he said, death is our art instead of our gift. Mm. Like, it's the thing they craft. <laughs> nice, nice. I was confused when uh, Giles laid out, or maybe didn't lay it. We didn't see that part, but we saw Giles on uh, Cordelia's stomach, on her abdomen, feeling her pulse. And I just oh, was yeah. curious pulse if you strong. could. Yes. You, and you Your abdominal aorta runs from your heart down through your chest into your abdomen. So you can... Be on someone's abdomen and feel their pulse. So insane. I didn't know. I was like, what are you even doing right now, bro? I mean, that makes sense. Any big vein that's close to the skin, the neck is just a, a big, easy one because yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's right close. There. But I mean, the same thing with the wrist. I just wouldn't think about it. Yeah, I wouldn't think that either. You know? Um, on that note, Cordelia, when she's on that fucking table, her leg is bent up like underneath her. Why did you position her like that? Pull what the fuck? Why does yeah. it matter? Because that would be really uncomfortable to wake up and be like, ah, oh, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> she's no, dead. No, 100%. <laughs> No, she wasn't dead. Well, no, no, well, when was she was unconscious and they brought her into the library. They before had, she woke up Her leg is like way Giles. tucked up under her uh-huh. body. Like, mm. I love that though. Just to piggyback on that really quick. I just fucking love Giles and her talking. Okay. And she's like, shut up, dear. You're, you're just a poor woman who's been... Shut up. No. I know the world outside of this. And it's those weird scenarios. I love that stuff in science yeah. fiction where I'm just the innocent dupe, you know, just like going about my yeah. life, shoveling my coal in my dystopia. And someone's like, the world is bigger. And you're like... What? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. And then, like, but again, nobody is speaking straight 
forthwith, you know? So she's like saying a bunch of nonsense, but he happens to memorize the two bits of nonsense yeah, that, matter that matter to keep going with. The, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's could you so imagine buffy. if she had like died slightly before that interaction and then that would just be the world. Yeah. And it would just continue on like that. But and Giles Anya would continue to go on and recap. It's a 10 out of 10 and- because he just gets to pick up on one piece of info and he'll find a book series apparently i have more volumes than i need to yeah it'll just find a volume <laughs> volumes upon volumes of anything anybody says so that necklace i bet i saw that in a book on one page it's a little tiny three inch picture i definitely know where that's from and that uh, yes, was on Yonka. <laughs> and that was fun too because fucking larry and oz didn't give a shit they're just like we're, we're sharpening our weapons <laughs> to go murder things nancy's dead <laughs> get your book out of my face <laughs> Uh, I'm out. Okay, my last one is I love the moment when Anyanka is like, "You stupid human! How do you know the any the other world is any better than this?" And Giles is like, "Because it has to be." And then smashes it. So Giles, so good, believing the world. Also, so Giles, he just says, "Take her to the incinerator." Yeah. Cool. Uh, Xander also had a line that said, slap my hand, soul man. Hell yeah. Let's never forget that. Hell yeah. Willow, when she just says, I felt cheap. That was fantastic. (laughs) That was my favorite. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I think all I got is the watches if everyone's done. Yeah. Okay. Watch number one, Xander button down tank top watch. Button down t-shirt watch. He had a purple t-shirt though. Wasn't that crazy? It was a bright purple t-shirt with like a floral blue shirt. and it was buttoned up. I mean, there yeah. was maybe two oh, in buttons the on them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wears stuff like that? That's I mean, unbelievable. Not a, not a <laughs> the confidence of the man. I just can't. <laughs> Maroon jacket watch. Yeah. So I give it a plus. I don't think it counts because it's clearly part of the ensemble, right? It's the same exact color as the skirt, like same material and everything. It's intentionally supposed to be worn together. Right? Mm-hmm. The the maroon jacket. The, this is not the maroon jacket yes. for sure, but, but it, is it is a maroon, a maroon jacket. jacket. <laughs> so I guess no. Yeah, so I now watches uh, Giles being mean to Oz. Quite the opposite, I would say, in this episode. <laughs> However, this is a different universe, which bolsters my idea <laughs> that if that if uh, the uh, the real world is better, then they're having such a great interaction in this world that it's only worse in the other. If everything's mm. opposited. So. so if they get along in the wish first, it means they're mortal enemies. They're more, they're more enemies. <laughs> Is that Buffy ruin their relationship? Yeah. Listen. Right. So, all right. We're building evidence. Giles mean to Oz. Inconclusive as normal. Anya watch. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> and thus ends Anya watch. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Wesley watch. No. No. Devin watch. He might have been playing in the background. Devin though. McLeish. Oh, wow. I'll add that name to my thing. Uh, Devin McLeish Watch. Devin McLeish Watch. McLeish? Mm-hmm. I didn't pick it. So did you... Uh, the band was playing at not a, a dingoes, band. Not though, yeah. Although it did sound very Dingoes, the song, but it was... No, it's not. Do you know it's not the Dingoes? Yes, I do. Who is it? I forgot. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Buffy Bang Watch. No, so yeah, still next episode. Yeah. Stay tuned. Next episode. Whoa. For the disappearance it's of Buffy's Bangs. <laughs> oh, so the Bang Watch is almost over? Well, no, we're still watching it. Oh, we're still watching it. It's just the, the white, the stark white bangs oh, have, gotcha. have gone as of the last mm-hmm. episode. Okay. So the next thing they do is they're like, what Disappear. if we put Buffy's head in a lawnmower <laughs> just to see? Just this part, though. <laughs> just the front part. Deputy Mayor Alan Finch watch. Not MIA. MIA. Not even in Wishworks. Foreshadowing. <laughs> God. Oh. 
Streets ahead, no streets mentioned. We did go to, over to Maple Court. I hate that we call it Maple Court because in my head it's Main Street. Because it fucking should be Main Street. <laughs> Why do you have to be special and different? Yes. It's Main and, Street. And then, Maybe because there is a Main Street and we just don't oh, go there. Oh, see, but we need confirmation could be, could of that be, before be. we put it on the watch. Uh, Giles' most dangerous knockout of the show. So far, the most dangerous the still uh, is him being bludgeoned by Gwen Post in Revelations. That will forever be the most dangerous. In this episode, though, what was the biggest knockout? He doesn't actually he get, got, become unconscious. He, he just pushed, pushed over. Down. But even the most the violence, just the general just violence. Just the, yeah, the door of that whatever yeah. van. Slammed him over. Yeah. yeah, and he got up right Human trafficking He was fine. Yeah. yeah. The, the human trafficked... They just got out of the van and like calmly walked away. Yeah. Nobody was nobody showed any urgency. Nope. So that scene alone. Also, you have a mission. Don't don't tarry. Don't stop. Just go. Yeah. Don't get out of your fucking car, you idiot. Uh, okay, so we're gonna say KO'd still Gwen Post is mm-hmm. still number so. one. Okay, fair enough. But that is a that's a good watch. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good watch. Well, I was using the phrase watch her back as a euphemism for looking at her butt. Before we get to our rankings. I think this is a great opportunity to remind you that we're a real podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. Uh, we have a website, beamepod.wordpress.com. And you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify. And while you're there, you can also check out our playlist, Beat Me Hyphen Fun Time Playlist for Podcast Fans, Season 3, where you can find... For real. Yes, real. it is live. It is public. <laughs> it is real. It is up to date. <laughs> and you can find all the songs that are in the television show episodes, as well as any song that might be played... Uh, during our podcast episode. So if you're into that, check it out. But I think it's time to rank this sucker. What do you think? I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Did a little fudging of the numbers. Who could guess? Uh, I like that you tell us before you even fudge. I just, why even put up a a facade at this point of me having any kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Integrity? Yeah, Yeah, that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) So Joyce is getting a 10 this episode. (laughs) No, not that far. Uh, But Willow Hacks... Slash does magic. Seven. I gave it a seven, which doesn't count because Willow doesn't do magic. However, you could argue that vampires are magic. (laughs) She's a vampire. You could argue that vampires are demons. (laughs) Wow. Giles does magic in the episode. Which is not the category. Which is not Willow. (laughs) So I'm going to say it gets a seven. (laughs) That's just bankrupt. That's moral bankruptcy right there. (laughs) Moral bankruptcy. I mean, it's that's the worst bad. thing I've ever heard. Keep going. No, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back. You can't. I, I mean, back. we've had so I, it's many gotta reactions. Be five. It's got to be five because okay. that's just so disingenuous on my part. Like, you can't. There's no blurriness. Willow didn't do any fucking magic. That's it. I like when you pretend and you want to sell it. That was a bad sell. In that you had nothing oh, to sell. It's my greatest dream come true. Welcome to the hotel hell. Check-in time is now. Check-out time is never. Does my room have cable? No. And the sheets are made of fire. Can I change rooms? Sorry, we're all booked up. Hell convention in town. Can I have a late checkout? I'll have to talk to the manager. You're not the manager, even in your own fantasy? I'm the owner. The co-owner. With Satan. Okay. Just so I understand it, in your wildest fantasy, you are in hell, and you are co-running a bed and breakfast with the devil. Yeah, but I haven't told you my salary yet. Go. $80,000 a year. Uh, she does mention Amy, though, so get ready for gingerbread. <laughs> so six points, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Just for mentioning Amy. Um, yeah, that was a little bit much. Yeah. I, I, I thought she was already a rat, so I'm clearly behind the times. No, she uh, she will be a rat in two episodes, I think. Yeah. Joyce didn't show up. Gets a five. Giles gave him a ten, because even Bizarro World Giles, he gets pushed down, almost knocked out, right? A little bit of a scruff, too. I yeah, like I love that, because that's going to be our season four Giles, that sweater look where he's like... Mm. I'm, Delicious. I'm rugged. Yeah. I'm ready for anything. Combat Giles. Ready yeah. for anything. Like a retired ripper. Yeah. Not a retired fuddy-duddy, you know? And even though Buffy didn't show up, he still stuck around to save the day. Mm, which true. is a very Giles thing. That's true. That's great. Yeah. That's true, Giles. Yeah. So 10 of 10. Monster of the Week, 10. Fucking Anya, great. Great. Vampire Xander and Willow, fucking can't get any better. I, I don't know, perfect. I don't know, I think that's a, a wonderful... And the Master. We got to see the Master again. It's great. Very cool, very cool. Friendship, I gave it 8. Now... It's tough because what do you base it on? The wish verse? In which case, I don't know. Even then, Xander and Willow are getting along really well. One could say, too well. Grossly well. No, too well. <laughs> it's just so Cordelia's much shock of like, no! You're still together. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Before she casually ran away and got caught by Xander in four seconds. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I love that. But <laughs> I do. Yeah, she, was like, she didn't even put up a fight. She didn't put up a fight. That was true. That's a true <laughs> fact. True. So I'm going to base this on the 14 minutes of the actual reality we get. Mm. So negative one for Cordelia obviously being upset. Oz upset negative one but i gave it an eight because i think the three our core best friends of buffy xander and willow get along so well and they're so empathetic toward each other and they're having a cute picnic i don't know just something about it feels very season one of like we're friends and we count on each other and and we we can do this i can help you guys get through some stuff you guys help me get through some stuff and we're best friends i i want to be strong willow but then i think i may never get to be close to oz again and it's like all the air just goes out of the room I know the feeling. Right. I mean, you went through it with Angel and you're still standing. So tell us, wise one. How do you deal? I love that we never heard the rest of their conversation, like as they were sitting around the oh, picnic playing or whatever. the fun 90s. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then you have like Giles come up and he's just like, hey. And everyone's like, hey. Yeah. Hanging out, just shooting the shit. Buffy's laughing. Like, it's really lovely. Like, yeah. we just don't know what's going on. But they're having a nice time. They're having a nice time. So I thought, I thought our friends in the real world get an eight for the episode. So episode specific, I wish Buffy Summers had never come to Sunnydale. 10 of 10. Because, wow, what a ride. That gives it 48 overall. Wow. Number one of the season. um, Right above Lover's Walk. So definitely the the highest for the season. I don't know. I love it. So fun. Is it the best of the whole series? No. Well, that remains to be seen. Because I have a stupid ranking system. Fair enough. We all kind of do. (laughs) We do. All all dumb in their own special ways. Station. Heavy sigh every time we come to this. I just I hate my rankings. You got to start now to fix them. Which makes me feel bad because both of you have worse systems. <laughs> but mine is still yeah, all messed up. Is the best system. Yeah. The most like just dealing. This is how many episodes we've done. This is where I'm putting. This it. is yeah. where I'm putting it. Yeah. This makes yeah. the most sense. I know. Neither of yours makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, mine is scientific. It's true. Break it down. Mine is picking a number from a lot of numbers. <laughs> I would be interested to see what yours would be if you actually didn't fudge your numbers. Oh, me too. If you were just given this without a podcast. Yeah. Like did all the math beforehand yeah. and then. Yeah. I mean, you know the episode's too much. You would. And you know that there's a podcast. So you'd be up. fucking around yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
so anyways, um, I, I'm waffling on this one. I don't know. I don't know. And part of the problem is, and this is, this is the problem with my system, is that I only rank them once we've already talked. Like, I do this while Kelly is talking. <laughs> so I'm not really listening to you. That's fair. <laughs> Except for my outrage about Joyce. Yes. That is you, eternal. Yes. I mean, that's all you really needed to but, so that comes I after get Willow so excited. and Priya. You know exactly where it is. I get so excited about the episode that we talked about, and I'm like, yeah, this was a great episode, and I'm all pumped about it. And so I rank it higher then I will remember I liked it later. And yeah. then I'll look at the ranking. I'll be like, why is that so high? I literally don't even remember what the episode is about. Why is Bad Eggs? And so then high? that skews my... Yeah, I love Bad Eggs. <laughs> I don't that regret Bad Eggs. But there are other ones I regret. Like, I regret Dark Age. I don't know why it's so high. I don't like that episode, but I think so I liked right. it at the time. We all make mistakes. Whatever. I had School reasoning hard. when I did School this. Hard. Yeah. School hard. I just... Okay. Obscenely high for no reason. So... Because I'm struggling, because I'm like, why do I like this more than the Hellmouth? I don't actually know. I don't really remember why I ranked the Hellmouth so high and kept it that first. high. I think that was because it's the first. Most of the thrust of and it, it's yeah. fun. But is this better than that? I'm not sure. So yes. I put it slightly below that. That's right. So I put it. I had the at, same exact thoughts huh. when I was doing mine. It's it's a struggle. So mm-hmm. I put it at seven out of forty three. That's so know. it's below becoming part two, part one, and welcome to the Hellmouth. And then above Angel, Halloween, and Band Candy. I think that makes sense. Okay. That's not so bad. That's fine. When they're down in the dumps, you know, in the 30s, that's harder. Like, because then you're just like wallowing in shit. So, like, what's the difference between? <laughs> well, the problem them? is there are like episodes that are iconic in my head. Like, Band Candy is one that stands out to me, Halloween is one that stands out to me. But then I will rank them slightly lower than another episode, right? right? Like that yeah, one will be that. there and I'll be like, I like that. But then we talked about this and this was really great about that episode. And then I don't remember anything about that episode mm-hmm. later because it's not one of the iconic ones to me. You just have to trust your heart was there so, at the time. I just don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought the exact same thing. I thought, where do I put this in terms of our favorites? I don't think that this is a top 20 episode. I don't think this is one of the best episodes. Sorry, Kelly. I disagree. It's really, really fun. It's cool to be off in another world. I think it's really cool to have our friends. It kind of shows how tenuous these relationships are. Even though this is obviously a fake world, it's interesting to think of just like, if you just didn't meet this one person, if you just didn't fall in love with this one person, if this thing didn't happen, how different everything can be. It's very interesting on that level. Even though it's all a playground and Buffy and Xander and Willow sitting there on the bench have no concept no, nobody does actually, mm. right? This is never oh, yeah, known. No. no one ever knows about it. Okay, until Doppelgangland. Fair enough. Okay, but no one knows about it, so it right. really is just complete speculative fiction. But it's really interesting, nonetheless, for us as a viewer to be like, "Holy shit!" Like, if 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 uh, Oz is looking at Willow in a certain light, instead of saying, "Who is that girl?" He's saying, "We gotta pin her up and fucking kill her." Yeah. Like, it's just it's interesting to think what just a little bit of change can do. That's maybe not the greatest example because she's literally a vampire, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's 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 amazing. So I put this one one below Prophecy Girl, um, but five above Welcome to the Hellmouth. So Welcome to Hellmouth was 39. I put this one at 34. Prophecy Girl is 33. I felt like this was good because it's kind of like a new Prophecy Girl and a new Hellmouth in a way. It's like kind of just a retread on something we're really not going to get back to until season eight when we fucking go to the Master's Bones and stuff and like all that weird stuff happens in the Seat of Magic. This was really cool. It's a cool throwback to a time that's so far past and it's going to be passed in the future. Like we're not really, we don't see the master again until 
the first stuff, right? Season seven. Do we see mm-hmm. him again? Yeah. Or because mm-hmm. when we see him in that, when they're doing the flipping around and we see Adam and everyone, that's like one of the most masterful shots of the show. And to true. see the master there just being like, whatever they're even talking about, I don't remember, but it's so amazing because we don't linger on these people forever. And that's really cool. So to see him again was really fun, but it was a little lackluster, like really a factory opening. That's really what we're doing. Like it's kind of bizarre. Like what economy are you working in? Does the U S government still exist? Like how is this even happening? Who's paying for the electricity bills? Like how is this? I guess the master, but like, what do you need money for? I don't understand. Yeah hate all of it so like that that's a huge thing but i don't even think about that kind of stuff but yeah strong episode 30s yeah i mean it's still my i'm excited to watch season seven again because man i don't remember anything that happens and i've only watched the episodes twice so like i i wonder how things will shake out in the end i wonder if there's going to be a couple of really standout episodes other than chosen uh in season seven that i just completely forgot yeah, I mean, that, for me, like a lot of it is padding for the future. That's why I think my rankings are like look fine now because there's so many numbers, but it's gonna look really bad when there's less episodes left and yeah. you have to like. And you've already done once more with feeling. You've done the body. You've done well. That's why I bring uh, up forever. Seven. You've I'm done. Like, where are you gonna slot those in? Where are you gonna have like? Whoops! I forgot to put six episodes. Right. I'm in. like, well, chosen <laughs> is gonna grab a top tenner slot. Okay, so then I gotta sort of save selfless. that. Okay, right? okay, storyteller. Right. Okay, right. But then. Where did the rings go? <laughs> oh, whoops! I've got 134 open for this fantastic episode. <laughs> we shall see. Yes. So stay tuned for the next couple of years to find out. <laughs> to see, really, you guys are going to be able to fix your shit in real time. Mm-hmm. I am truly fucked when it gets to the end. It's, it's going to be really bad. It's true. Yeah, because there's no winning. I just don't remember season seven at all. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for listening. We hope you continue oh. to do so. We're going to see you next week for. Amends. Bangless. <laughs> Buffy, will, Buffy be will be bangless. bangless. <laughs> I gotta I gotta stop. We'll see you on the 15th for men's. <laughs> Bangs aside. Station say goodbye. <laughs> I wish you all have a good day. Thanks. <laughs> wish. Oh. Daniel, say goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, bye. I cannot stress enough how much I don't have plans.